1: At JC Penney, fashion counts for everybody and every
2: What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky Greetings from Portland, Oregon. Sight of tonight's game between the Pelicans and the Trailblazers. Pelicans back from the All-Star break after having a week off. Of course, some of your Pelicans did represent the organization in the All-Star games. Ian Williamson, Akilah Alexander-Walker, Nicole O'Malley, and of course Brandon Ingram. Joining me on today's podcast is Caroline Gonzalez, who is currently dancing right now. I, I'm wondering why you're so excited, Caroline. Can you try to fill in the listeners on why you might be excited today?
0: Well, first of all, you said Nicola Melli, and so that automatically just always gets me so excited okay. because, you know, I love the Italians. But um, I'm excited because this is my first road trip. Uh, I'm a rookie at this. Anyone who knows me knows that, like, I get very excited about things. I still have that kind of like young person's just excitement. Um, and I'm just really excited because today I will be get, I will get to do, um, the radio color analyst for, uh today's broadcast and hopefully my words come to me better on the broadcast and they are coming to me now uh but you know everything will work itself out I think I'm just a little nervous but I'm also very excited so I have a lot of emotions going on right now
2: yeah so Todd Graffinini is out due to load management so yes we're wondering why you know first game after the all-star break Todd decides to take a night off from this but don't worry he's we not ha- dedicated he's not dedicated <laughs> we have you covered though tonight as I'll be on the call alongside Caroline so she will be on the call um for one game and we're only we're giving you one game test here because we don't know how you, you already acted out of control on the road here yeah. whether it's on the plane the hotel um you know the security having to be called on you so this might be your last road trip for a while so i want to make sure you enjoy it
0: if anyone knows anything about me it's that i don't know how to act professional so um you know we'll we'll take it one game at a time and if i mix up all my words on this broadcast then i'll just never do it again and all my hopes and dreams will be crushed so it'll be nothing
2: to lose (laughs) everything's gonna be fine it's also gonna be fine today because we do have angie thomas on the podcast you know we've been going back and forth trying to lock in a, a date and time to get her on she's a huge pelicans fan on her twitter account her profile she calls herself the Pelicans Drake. (laughs) So we got to make sure that happens for her as she is a huge Pelicans fan season ticket holder from Jackson, Mississippi. More importantly, a number one New York times bestselling author of the hate you give and on the come up. And so I know, Caroline, we've been looking forward to this podcast for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I've been a fan of Angie Thomas for a while. Um, I didn't read her book because I didn't know that the movie that I saw, The Hate You Give, uh, was a book before it was a movie. I just remember seeing the previews for it. And I've always kind of been the person that prides myself on not crying in movies. Like, I'll get chills and stuff like that, but I don't cry. I've only cried in Marley and Me because dogs dying just really gets (laughs) me. Um, But her movie was just so moving to me that I sobbed like a little baby. And I remember I was like one of the only people in the theater because uh, it was later in the showing of the movie and it was just a really moving movie. And I can only imagine how moving the book is. And, uh, you know, you see her at the games all the time. She always has a big smile on her face. She's always cheering the, the team on even, you know, when the team was going through the 13 game losing streak, she was encouraging fans, you know, don't lose hope or anything like that. So i um, excited to have Angie on the show today.
2: I must admit, I've only, I think, cried in one movie, and I was actually on a date in high school. Nice. Ladder 49. (laughs) Out of all the movies, it's about firefighters, and one Ah. of them died in a tragic fire, and it really got to me, and I had to turn my head away to make sure my date did not see that I was getting a little emotional, but I don't know why that movie has been the only one that I've actually had some tears. Did you get a second date? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. But that was not because of the crying. It was just because she was going on a date with me, so it was... (laughs) Like you, a one-game trial on the road, it was a one-day trial. And And then all your
0: hopes and dreams were crushed.
2: I might as well just let it out anyways. I mean, you knew the future wasn't going to be bright with this one. So, uh, nonetheless, though, we are glad to have Angie on. We'll get to her in just a minute. But let's talk about this game real quick, Caroline. Right out of the gates, a very important game for the Pelicans. um, As far as a chance to sweep the Portland Trail Blazers, but you're – Six back in the loss, calling five and a half games out of the Grizzlies. So it starts now as far as stringing some wins together in order to get back in the playoff hunt.
0: Well, I think the Pelicans, like we've talked about for the last few weeks, are trending in the right direction, and I think that's where you want to be at this point in the season. I think you're seeing a lot of teams like the Trailblazers who are who are having some of their star guys go down, like Damian Lillard, uh, who knows how long he'll be out with a groin injury. But, you know, fans were very upset when Zion Williamson was out at the beginning of the season, and, yes, that was a struggle, and, you know, you had Derek Favors out for a period of time. But now you have all your guys back, probably have Brandon room back. You're trending in the right direction. And right now is the time that you have to go on a run. And I think everyone in that building knows the importance of winning right now and stacking up these W's. And I think these guys are hungry for it. I think they want to succeed. They want to make the playoffs. There's no one on that team that's like, oh, you know what? I'm good. You know, just coasting the rest of the year. These guys are hungry. And when you have a full throttle team and when you have a guy like Zion Williamson, who's bringing that energy each and every night. I think, you know, everything's looking up right now.
2: As promised, joining us now is Angie Thomas, of course, the uh, probably the number one Pelicans fan we have here in Louisiana as far as our celebrities are concerned. As Angie is, of course, a number one New York Times best-selling author, The Hate You Give, and On The Come Up. And uh, we talked about this, Angie, um, before you were before we hooked up with you. Uh, you label yourself as the Pelicans Drake. And so I really Yay. like that. I want to figure it out. Was that... Was that given to David Griffin? Bless you with that. Able to say that you're the Pelicans' Drake? Are you Are you handing that to yourself? Or um, I mean, you've earned it, in my opinion. I just want to make sure how it started.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, you know, um, when I say the Pelicans' Drake, let's make sure it's not in the sense of when Drake goes to games, his teams lose. I hope it's not that way. <laughs> <laughs> we don't either. <laughs> No, no. But you know, um I, I I did admire how like when Toronto was making their championship run, um, uh, every game you would see Drake very enthusiastic on the sidelines and stuff like that. So I text Griff one day and I was like, I wanna be there for you guys <laughs> And he was like, Yeah, sure, you know, so I just I've been calling myself that for the team. Um, because too, also when I go to games, I'm very loud. I'm very enthusiastic. Um, Security, they know me by name now, but they, they haven't had to throw me out. Um, so I, I, I definitely um, inherited my dad's coaching gene. My dad was a girls basketball coach um, at a college a- here in Jackson, and he, he was very loud, they say. So I'm a lot like him on that end.
2: Is that where your love for basketball began with your dad as far as him coaching? And then when did you start following the Pelicans or the, the back then the Hornets? When did you start following them close enough to where you're going to every game?
1: Yeah, um, i definitely say it started with my dad. Um, that was like we didn't have a whole lot that we bonded with or connected on, but basketball was it. And I remember being like really little and my mom taking me to see him at work and he's coaching the girls' basketball team at Tougaloo College. And, and I'm watching them, and I get to play with them. And I was like maybe three, four years old, and the basketball was bigger than me, but they would let me, quote, unquote, play with them. I thought I was part of the team. So um, I, I remember those memories. But I do remember when um, New Orleans got the Hornets. I remember this, 2002, and I remember being excited about a team being so close to me Um Because, you know, I'm in Mississippi, so we don't have professional sports teams. And always it was always looking either to New Orleans or Memphis or Atlanta. And I remember the Chris Paul era of the Hornets. And just, I was a huge Chris Paul fan. I still love Chris Paul. And that really got me into it. Like, when everybody else was talking about Lakers, blah, blah, blah. For me, it was like, no, Chris Paul, Chris (laughs) Paul, the Hornets. So, that that love goes deep. Um, It wasn't, though, until... I make I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't until I got to the point where I was starting to make money that I could actually go to the game. Right. And so I went to my first game um last season. Um and and that was like that was the best experience and I was like, you know what, next season I'm getting tickets like I'm getting a ticket plan, I'm gonna make this a regular thing. So I make those three hour drives several times a month That's to awesome. come see the guys play.
0: That's so fun. Angie, we're so okay. happy to have you as a a diehard Pelicans basketball fan, but we know you're also uh, a fan of writing and also hip hop. I saw in your bio that you have an unofficial degree in hip hop and that you can rap at any moment. So I'm just going to request real quick. I can't guarantee that the players are going to listen to like a hype mixtape or anything, but I know I can speak for Daniel and I, we need some tracks. We need something that we can listen to before the broadcast that we can get hype for these Pelicans games.
1: (laughs) You know, um, I, I say if you do any New Orleans bounce music, you're good to go. Or you go, like, back to, like, cash money in the 90s or no limit in the 90s, you're good to go. Um, I think, and I love, too, that now we're seeing that incorporated into the games. Um, and we're hearing New Orleans music more in the games. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's what I would recommend 1,000%
2: what about the game experience really gets you excited about this team and this franchise in this future? You talk about screaming up and down, you know, the security people by name. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing based <laughs> on how many times they have to go over and talk to you. But at the same time, what is it about going into the arena, watching the games and especially with the crowds now that the Pelicans are getting on the right track, how fun is it to attend these games and watch them live in person? Oh, it is the
1: best. Like my mom and I, we, we go, we love going. It's, It's, like, something we look forward to doing. And the energy now in in the blender has been just phenomenal. But knowing, too, that the guys feel that, that's what makes us – I think that's what makes the crowd get even, you know, hyper because we're feeding into them, they're feeding into us. It's a, you know, it's a a team effort. It's a relationship in that sense. But I love the energy. I love how um, suddenly, like, if the team is – you know, getting a little slack or whatever, we start chanting defense, 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 they get into it a little more. Um, and, and I think we're making, I think as a fan base, we're showing, especially these young guys, these new young guys and and the young guys we got from L.A. that we're here, we're invested in you 1,000%, and that makes them give 1,000%. So I, I love that the energy has gotten even better at the game.
2: Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's okay if you don't want to answer this, but, you know, we have we don't have a favorite player on the team. We like everyone, but you talked about how much you loved Chris Paul when he was here in New Orleans. Do you have a new favorite player on the horizon, or is there a couple players, or do you just love them all so much that you don't want to narrow it down to just one?
1: Oh, that's so hard. I
2: know. I told you I was going to put you <laughs> that's on the
1: spot. A hard one. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I – okay, I mean – I'm going to always love Drew. Like, my, my, my big dream is that Drew remains a Pelican until he retires. You know, I love Drew. Um, but I have to say, I am becoming a huge fan of Brandon Ingram. Um, I love B.I. I love everything he does. But I love Zion, too. I love Lonzo. I love Josh. I can't. I can't do this. I love Jackson. I, I love them all. And I, I love the that what we have here. I don't think. Uh, a lot of fans have been this excited about the team in a long time, and so it's it's hard for me to narrow it down to one. It changes every single day. Like it's easier for me to tell you my favorite Tupac song than it is for me <laughs> to tell you my favorite
2: film. What does that what does that say though about the franchise? And as far as you know, you've been a fan since too. Has there's been a lot of ups and downs with this franchise? Um, not a lot of playoff appearances, but when you look at the players that the Pelicans have, and they're you know they're locked in right now for the future and all these young pieces i mean what does that say about the future of this franchise when you just rattle off six or seven names that guys could be your favorite player and you didn't even reach half the list as far as guys that could be impactful here
1: yeah you know that tells me the future is bright i mean the future is so bright and i was saying that even when we went through the losing streak i was like no the future is bright because the pieces are there um the 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 potential is there i have no doubt this team is going to go far and it may take time and i'm cool with that but i believe in every single one of them and what they have and what they bring to this team so yeah the future is brighter than it's been in a long time especially after the drama of last year it feels so good to be a pels fan right now
0: Angie, I can't speak on behalf of other franchises and other clubs, but it seems like you have a special relationship with David Griffin, Swin Cash. How special is that to you knowing that these people who are so important to the franchise value you not only as a person, uh, but as a fan and want to give you the best experience and want to provide everything they can for you to continue to enjoy the team.
1: That means a lot. Like, I have to say that when Griff followed me back on Twitter, I was stunned. And I know that surprises people, but I really was. Um, I don't expect anything. And so um, when he followed me and reached out to me, um, I was surprised. You don't expect that sort of thing with someone who's, you know, the head of an NBA team. And then and Flynn reached out, too, and they were just, you know, telling me thanks for the support and everything. And, hey, if you want to, you know— come back and meet the team one day or come to a practice one day, you can. And I'm like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. You know, that that for me, that shows that they care about the fans. And it's not just about, oh, we, we got to get out here. We got to win games. We got to make money. No, it's about building a family. And that's what it feels like. I feel like I've become a part of a large family, and, and that's a great feeling. So I, I'm very appreciative to them and thankful for them to even – Reaching out to me in that sense and saying we appreciate you as a fan—that means
2: a whole lot. Well, we love having you a part of our family, and I know that you have been able to attend the practice with the Pelicans earlier on in the season. What was that experience like? To finally take that in, meet some of the players—you got to meet Griff and Swin. Um, take us back to that day where you were able to come to practice and, and kind of see what it's all about. That
1: was so much fun. Um, I was so—I don't know why—but I was so nervous that day, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know where to practice. Was so I'm putting my GPS in. I'm trying to get in the car. It was good time. I'm rushing my mom out the door. <laughs> it was it was a mess. But getting to see them practice and and see them that up close and personal it was it was one of those things I'll always remember. Um and and then too as a fan it reminded me of how much they put into what they do. And it made me appreciate what they do even more, you know, as fans, we we see the games and, and we see the highlights or this and that, but we don't see the hard work that's being put in before those moments. We don't see them over in the training section or we don't see them, you know, doing the practices and doing the same things over and over again. So they can perfect a jump shot or strengthen their their knees or whatever it may be so we don't see that hard work and getting to see that up close it made me appreciate them even more and made me want to root for them even harder so nobody can tell me anything about my team i know how hard they work i know how dedicated they are so i am I'm, I'm behind them even more now
2: before i let you go talk about what your next endeavor is as far as your writing and course you have a couple of new york times best-selling books with The Hate you Give, and On The Come Up. Is there anything in the works, Angie, as far as books? Is that a secret? What are you up to now?
1: (laughs) Hmm. I have quite a bit going on. Um, On March 3rd, I'm releasing a book called Find Your Voice, A Guided Journal to Writing Your Truth. Um, It's to help young people, not so young people, um, who want to write books, who want to tell their own stories. I guide them through my writing process so that they can tell their own stories, write their own books. I even tell them about publishing and give them advice on that. So that's coming out March 3rd. Um, I'm working on my third book. It comes out next year. My publisher would kill me if I said anything else. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about that. We'll be releasing the cover for it soon. And I'm working on the film for On the Come Up. Um, we have that at Paramount. I'm producing that. I'm really excited about that, and I have a couple of other projects that I'm working on for television and screen.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for On the Come Up to come out in a movie. I'm so excited.
1: I am, too. I am, too. I'm just, I'm blown away by what's in store
0: for it. I was telling Daniel, I've only cried in two movies in my life, Marley and Me, and and the hate you give I sobbed like nobody was watching it was like the gross sob that you don't want anyone to see you for like 10 minutes after because your eyes are so puffy red and your face is just so blemished that you're just like nobody look at me oh no I'm so sorry no it was a good it was a good cry it was
1: a good cry it was powerful
2: everyone needs a good cry now and then right Angie yeah yeah you know I
1: tell people It seems like I moisturize off
2: of tears because I get a lot of tears out. I have to ask before I let you go. Then that we have to have a Pelicans book coming out soon, right? Or something maybe a, a story related to the Pelicans or basketball team in New Orleans. We don't have to get into labels or anything like that, but maybe a basketball book in the works.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I want to write one for sure. Um, I was telling my agent about it and I got to write a basketball book at some point soon. So I definitely want to do that. You know, honestly, I want to write something so that I can just have an excuse to get the Pels in it as like a guest appearance when we do the movie. So I got to figure that out
0: listen if you need any characters caroline yeah. gonzalez would be a great name you know it, it does well i guess so just throwing that out there seeing what sticks i can
2: play point guard in the movie as a for you know the team i can also play podcast host number one
0: i'm six foot six 210 pounds
2: it's the movies you all can add that in special effects right i can be made into a six foot six basketball player right we know how this works
1: yeah sure i mean in- as possible
2: (laughs) okay well caroline and i will be the starting point guard and the starting shooting guard (laughs) angie you can be in their courtside in your drake seats ready to go and the pelicans win a championship in the in the book i think we got everything covered
0: that's it writing a book is that that easy
2: (laughs) here we go so it started all on this podcast whenever angie comes out with her basketball book just think about it All, all started on the pelicans podcast so angie we really appreciate the time. I'm glad we finally got to do this, and hopefully this is not the last time that we have you on, and uh, we'll see you at the arena starting next week.
1: All right. Thank you so much. This this really was a great opportunity. It's always awesome to talk about my love for the team and something other than books, so thank
2: <laughs> you. What a fun interview with Angie Thomas. I really think, Caroline, we have something going here with not only a Pelicans book or a basketball-inspired book, but also a movie that both of us can star in. And then that can really kind of give us our break in the business. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. If there's any way that she can write that, like, you know, I was a national championship with UConn women's basketball team. Uh, that'd be great. Maybe give me some more accolades. That'd be awesome. I don't know if she, she writes fiction or not, but that'd be, that'd be pre- pretty fun. But she's, she's an incredible writer an incredible person. Every time, like I said, every time I see her, she always has a smile on her face. She's always very excited to be at the Pelicans games. Um, so excited to have her as a fan and, and looking forward to seeing her at more
2: games yeah it's, it's crazy you know you can follow her also on twitter at Angie Thomas how much she tweets at everyone yes. whether it's writers broadcasters players I mean she is so active on Twitter when watching the games not only inside the arena but when she's watching on television or listening hopefully to the Pelicans radio network but that's what's so cool about it when you have you know these you know a lot of teams have their own celebrities and things like that where you always see Jack Nicholson you know at Lakers games and Spike Lee and Nick's games and um, as far as the Pelicans are concerned, you know there's not a really a ton of that going on, but you really have someone like Angie that has really kind of built that into her own, and uh, it's been really fun seeing her interact with fans and everyone on Twitter and how much she loves his Pelicans team, and it really shows how excited she is every time that they do play.
0: I was about to say, I think she she speaks to exactly what the city is. You know, we're not we're not in L. A. We don't have you know actors and things like that, A list celebrities who comes to the, come to the game, and I don't necessarily think that that is what the city is and in, in the, the identity of this of the city but I think Angie resembles the identity of the city someone who has worked really hard to get where she is and and is a diehard fan and and wants that has that passion uh for people who put in a lot of work and so she said uh, in the interview you know she didn't have the money to come to games at first but she was always a fan without even coming to the games and then when she did have the money to come to the games then she made it a priority to become a you know season ticket holder and things like that so um excited to have her and i think she just resembles the identity of the city
2: all right so tonight it's the pelicans and the trailblazers from the moda center in portland oregon it's a late one 9 30 p.m central time it's on espn nationally also locally on fox sports new orleans and more importantly not really more importantly we encourage you to watch wherever you can but it's the daniel and caroline show tonight (laughs) on the pelicans radio network and hopefully um everything goes okay Um, We apologize in advance just for, you know, you never know what's going to happen on the air. But, uh, Caroline, I'm really excited um, to be on the call with you tonight. It should be a fun one. That atmosphere, as you'll find out tonight, is electric. The Moda Center is one of the best atmospheres in the NBA. We saw it in the playoffs a couple years ago. And I'm ready to go. 27 games to go. You know, there's been previous All-Star breaks. When you come back, you're like, all right, let's just kind of go through this and get it over with. Not this year. I think yep. everyone, including the players you see it on Instagram and on social, they're ready to go and they really want to make this playoff push. And I'm excited it to starts tonight with you on the call.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. And, you know, I, I don't want to make this too much about me because it's not about me, it's about the Pelicans. But, um, you know, I'm I'm forever grateful for the support system that you've given me, everyone in the organization has given me, my friends and family have given me. And I'm, you know, I was talking to someone last night because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, there's so much information. How do I get everything in one place and make sure I have the right stuff? And they were like, listen, It's your first time. You're going to mess up. You're going to stumble over your words. Nobody really cares. Just deliver the information like you know how. You played basketball and stuff like that. So, um, forever grateful for you. Excited to do the call with you and excited to get some Pelicans wins, baby.
2: All right, so we'll have Pelicans warm up for you at 9 o'clock, 9.30 tip-off. Then Sunday, it's the Warriors at 5.30, I guess Pacific time, 7.30 local here. And then Mardi Gras Day. Do all the partying. Enjoy Mardi Gras Day on Tuesday and then at night. 9 30 p.m central it's the pelicans and the lakers that one's also nationally televised you don't want to miss it and the pelicans are back home next next friday against the cavaliers no show on monday we're gonna let everyone enjoy the Lundi gras uh, festivities uh, we'll be on the road uh, but i hope you all can enjoy and we'll be back at it with a podcast for you on wednesday hopefully recapping a winning road trip for the Pelicans. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're a first time listener and a first time user of the SeatGeek Gap, I hope you're not a first time listener, but if you're a first time user of the SeatGeek Gap, you can get $20 off your first purchase today. Use the code GoPels, all one word, all caps, at checkout SeatGeek. Score the best deals on tickets. For Caroline Gonzalez, Angie Thomas, I'm Daniel Sallerson. We'll talk to you next week. GO PELS.